I'm so glad you're here. I feel like this conversation is so important for the women in our community for almost 30. And I love what you taught. You tie in so much of what we've had conversations about separately. So about hormone health, Mm -hmm. about the emotional component of eating and diet, about the spirituality component about it, about, you know, your childhood. There's just so much that you touch on in your book and in your work. And it is really beautiful to see it all come together as you and then be able to have you on the pod. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for reading the book and actually really getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a part, especially for for women like that, we do intuitively know that there's so much more to what's happening than just like uh, the diet. Like there's just so much more that contributes to what's happening in our bodies and what we see in the mirror and how we're feeling. And so a book like this is really kind of comforting and Mm. like affirming a lot of our intuitive hits and really makes it clear and digestible. And now we're kind of able to navigate it more peacefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Because it's complex. Yeah. So how I came up with the archetypes is really through working with over 3000 women at the time. And I've worked with significantly more since then. And I just saw these struggles. So my background is in nutrition and functional medicine, but it always had a psychology piece running through it. This is where I studied. It was originally created by a psychologist. So that was you know in my field and looking at it. But I noticed that these very smart women were just struggling. And, and when I was making these suggestions to pull out something with food, there was this like gasp, oh my God, I, you know, here's my comfort here. And, and we can get into the archetypes more, but like my Wonder Woman, which I am. You too. Yeah, I had a feeling you were. Yeah. I don't know what Lindsay is. <laughs> um, uh, Actually, I was looking, I was wondering what Lindsay was too, because I was like, hmm, I have thoughts, but I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> and like Wonder Woman's habit is, she can justify everything. Everything she does, she can justify. She's got a really smart brain. But like taking... Well, it's, taking it's, it's, should be illegal. Talk to her boyfriend. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Like taking that glass of wine out or even the dark chocolate. It's like, no, what, what do you mean? Why do I have to check out the dark chocolate? The dark chocolate is only 160 calories. I'm already eating half the bar. That glass of wine that's got polyphenols in it. You know, it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like embracing my body is eating what I want and like really just owning yes. it. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Like yes. that's moderation for me. Yeah. And and so it was like, well, why are you so attached to it? Like, let's let's have a look at that. And to be fair, I was too at some point in my life. So I had to go through this personally of like nine months of nighttime eating that I felt was beyond my own physical control. It felt really visceral. Part of it was physical. Part of it was dealing with a little bit of a candida issue. But it was mainly a sense of loneliness that I was completely unwilling to admit. So I had come out of my marriage. I was like 31. I left my ex-husband and moved to New York and was then had immediately gone into a relationship for five years. It was a horrible relationship, but Mm. you know what you're like. You're like, I'm determined to make this one work since that one didn't work. And and I realized I didn't want to be with that person. And here I was like 36. You go, wow, I'm single. I haven't been single since I was like 25. Like, whoa, wow. And, And didn't realize that the reason I was creating these chocolate cacao truffles was because I was missing this level of intimacy that I was so used to having and and no one had said it to me. Wow. And and I just was driven towards that. But beneath it all was something so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And that was that like I was truly missing a sense of self-love and 
if somebody had said, Donnie, I'm missing self love, I'm like, yeah, right. What are you oh, joking about? Yeah. I'm so good at self care. I take time out for myself. I put my boundaries out. Like, like, check, check, check. I do it all. But this true sense of nurturing and nourishment was just missing. There was also a little bit of a fractured relationship with my mother. It wasn't as as nourishing and as as I had hoped it would be. For a lot and of I would people, say that's that mm-hmm. that's it, right? It's yeah. that it's that relationship with their mother, and it just feeds. Like if you feel like I can't fulfill anything, I want this food and I eat it and I can't get enough, highly likely there's some mother relationship that's a little disrupted. Wow. wow. <laughs> we just went straight into the way. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll get into that. But it, just like thinking right now about it, it's like, mm. I mean, we we are born and we are for nine months, we are feeding off of our mm-hmm. mother's body and what they're nourishing themselves with and us with. And then we come out and we are literally cut away from her, but then we're still like feeding on her. And then like the the whole spiritual relationship with your mom can like, it has to be, not has to be, but if it's not strong, I can imagine like that when you are pulled away and you're not breastfeeding anymore, like there is this sense of just like malnourishment of like mm-hmm. spirit and literally, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll I wonder too, so what is your like, with that, you know, so me speaking from me, my experience of having the mother issue and, and doing that exact thing, which is the, you know, binging, overeating, like eating for comfort. Is it that I have like internally, I don't have a sense of safety or security or enoughness or what is that like? I guess it's different for everyone, but what would that, what were, are some things that would drive someone to do that if they have the mother thing? Well, it could be all of those. Yeah. And um, most of the time, women do not necessarily feel a, a deep sense of safety. And it doesn't need to be physical safety, but it's really emotional safety. So we don't always feel emotionally safe in a relationship. If we hold back in a relationship where we're constantly trying to tweak ourselves to what we think that person needs, we're not feeling emotionally safe with that person. And where did that originate from? Did that originate from childhood or the attachment that Lindsay, or lack of attachment or detachment that Lindsay was talking about? Did it happen sometime later in life? Like something's happened. And and we cannot feel that sense of safety. Now the sense of not feeling enough, we all have it. Every single one of us uh, feels that we are not enough at some point and we have established our self-worth based on an external factor. And those four factors typically are success and achievement, which feeds into my Wonder Woman, our physical body, which creates the femme fatale archetype, people pleasing and being there for others and never wanting to disappoint anyone else. And that's the nurture archetype. And then it's being different and unique and spiritual. And that would be my ethereal archetype. So this sense of self is developed out of a wound. It's developed because it's not enough. Like the femme fatale which is the one that bases her self-worth on her physical body. It's not that she received accolades as a child saying, oh my goodness, you're such a pretty girl. And like, you know, look at you and lots of attention. It's more that she didn't feel pretty. Maybe the sister was prettier. Maybe she went to high school and everybody else had better clothes than her. And she just felt not enough. And so therefore to catch up, it was, that was her coping strategy. Or say the Wonder Woman, which is about success and achievement. It can be the father who's really encouraging her to excel. It can be the mother too, so, you know, that father-daughter relationship. And so one day she comes home and, um, you know, she's got like an A minus or something. And, and it's like, I know you could have done better. 
And so that feels like, oh my God, I disappointed my father. I feel such a sense of shame. And then boom, you create this personality, which is like, I need to be the best, I need to be the best, I need to be the best. So while it's wonderful to, to have this sense of self-worth when you're successful or when you look pretty, um, and we don't want to take that away, it's, there's a flip to it. You're really vulnerable when it's not there. And so it's truly understanding, well, where did that develop? And why? Because it's an untruth. It, it's often something very simple that's happened in childhood. It's a flippant comment or just some misinterpretations because as, as a young child between really until the age of 21, your prefrontal cortex, which is where your rational thought takes place, isn't fully developed. So we're always viewing it through the lens of an emotional response. And it's like, let's say child, children are little narcissists. It's all about them. And so if a parent does something, it's like me, like I've done something wrong. And so it's just that coping strategy to... to to be enough. And as adults, we want to start to look at that to go, oh, wow, that was flawed, right? I, I truly am enough. And, and how, do I, how do I rewind that? How do I sort of reprogram what happened in my childhood so I have this greatest, strength, greatest sense of strength to just be who I am so I don't need to overdo anything so I'm not working these sort of you know, 12 to 13, 14 hour days and skipping lunch. So I'm not getting into relationships where I'm the codependent and being like the doormat there. So I'm not obsessively fixated on food and calories and keto and so forth. Cause I'm trying to, cause I'm thinking that I need to be this certain size to be, to be enough or that I need to be the most spiritual, amazing, unique, creative person out there on the planet. So that's sort of where we end up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.